0: Welcome into the show. You're watching Philadelphia Eagles now. Hope all of you out there are having a great Sunday. Coming up on today's show, some Eagles injury news to a special teams ace at that linebacker position and some takeaways from Philadelphia's first preseason game against the Baltimore Ravens. First though, appreciate everybody who tuned into our watch party last night. It was incredible. Forty-five thousand people joined us, almost a thousand dollars in super chats, and we got to actually break down some real football. So if you're pumped up that Eagles football is back, and by the way, another watch party coming your way on Thursday against the Browns after a couple of joint practices between these teams, I want you to hit that thumbs up icon and like the video, especially if you do in fact bleed midnight green. So let's start off on the injury front Philadelphia coming out of this game relatively healthy outside of Sean Bradley, carted off the field in the third quarter with a lower right leg injury. He couldn't put pressure on his leg at the time. And at MNT Bank Stadium, the entire Philadelphia Eagles bench and team pretty much came out to really talk to him and try to comfort him during what was a very difficult situation because on the big screen at the MNT Bank Stadium, Complex. You saw that Sean Bradley obviously very emotional. He was in a lot of pain after suffering that injury and this is a big injury for Philadelphia because he has been an integral figure of that special teams unit, a special teams unit that last year did struggle, but he's been one of the lone bright spots coming out of Temple University a couple of years ago. He did take to Twitter to say this. I appreciate everybody who reached out and kept me in their prayers. It means a lot. It sucks, but we will be back better than ever. I promise that. You can't hold me down forever. Up to this moment, we're not sure exactly what the specific injury is, but if he gets carded off, he was very emotional, and he takes to Twitter to say something like this. It looks as though it's a pretty serious injury for this special teams component. And, The special team snaps that he's been able to log over the last couple of years, he's played a lot with that special team's unit. In 2020, 284 snaps. In 2021, 280 snaps. And this past year, in 2022, 314 snaps. That logged 80% of his overall snaps and overall special team snaps. So for Bradley... He is a linebacker and hasn't been in the mix to start at inside linebacker. That is his normal defensive position, but on that special teams unit, he has been one of the go-to forces. Make sure you subscribe to the show. We are 65 people away from 48,000 subscribers. As you can see with the figures here to my right, why you should subscribe if you haven't already done so. Daily Eagles coverage, news, rumors, analysis, and insight, live shows, watch parties. We involve you, the fan, more than any other Eagles YouTube channel out there, and I believe our content is fantastic. There are so many content options out there. We're so thankful that you come to us, and we're going to continue to live up to that standard. Let's get to my takeaways from last night's game on top of some of the Eagles winners and losers from that Ravens defeat that we broke down last night. That video is up on the channel. Hello, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter might be too good as a rookie to keep him off the field. The power and quickness blend that he has is breathtaking at his size. And we saw last night in two snaps and the first snap for him as a pro, why a lot of people thought he was the best defensive player in this draft class. He was able to get a pressure on quarterback Josh Johnson, the first snap that he saw. And I want to take a look at this play because he was so quick. You can see the offensive guard is lined up against Jalen Carter. He's in his stance as a down lineman. And then we go to the next photo in which the guard is engaged with Jalen Carter. But what what he's going to do is kind of a swipe move and kind of a rip move to get past the offensive guard. Number 66 thinks that he has Jalen Carter right in front of his face. In an instant, Carter is able to throw him to the side, and then moments later, just seconds later, he's bearing down on Josh Johnson, almost able to come through with the sack, did force a throw away, and it was a quarterback pressure for Jalen Carter. That is the power speed blend that Carter has where he can quickly get past that offensive guard on the interior. He can also line up at defensive end outside of the offensive tackle as well because he did that at Georgia. And then he's able to kind of use that rip move to get past that offensive lineman to generate that pressure. That's how you win a lot of games in the National Football League. He won his matchup on that particular play. Howie Roseman saw two snaps from Jalen Carter, and he said, okay, Get my crown jewel, who I moved up to take at number nine, off the field. We're good. We know he's special. We know what he can do. We know that he's one of one. And I think that Jalen Carter is going to be too good for the Eagles to keep him off the field defensively in his rookie campaign. So with that, let's tee up this question. Which young player popped the most for you last night? Drop me a name down below in the comment section. A couple more young players I want to talk about. Let's talk about Eli Rex. Good segue to him. Eli Ricks is a dog and the Eagles might have to sacrifice a linebacker who doesn't make the 53-man roster in order to keep a young cornerback or two because these are the young cornerbacks who I like who I think can make this team. Eli Ricks was the highest graded defensive player in the NFL going into Sunday. So that's really lofty praise. Mekhi Garner showed some good things. Josh Joby last year made the 53 as an undrafted free agent. You drafted Keely Ringo in the fourth round. Him and Mekhi Garner did get beat on some back shoulder balls, but just really good throws by the quarterback. And then Mario Goodrich is another player who I like because he's tough as nails. And I absolutely love this play from Eli Ricks. Eli Ricks knew exactly what was happening here. You can see him lined up right above me at that outside cornerback position, and you see Anthony Brown is getting ready to try to throw that ball to the left. Eli Ricks is already making a break on that throw. We go to the next slide in which Anthony Brown has released it, and Eli Ricks has a great jump on the football, but still some separation that he has to make up here in trying to get to that ball. He's able to do that. Pick six to the crib, and I love the swagger. I love the confidence that Eli Ricks has because at that cornerback spot, you have to have a short memory. You're gonna get beat. That's just how it goes in the National Football League, playing that position because the rules are predicated and the rules certainly give the advantage to the offense. And Eli Ricks here has that short mentality. He has that short memory. And as he's taking this ball to pay dirt, he's looking at Anthony Brown saying, I picked you off. I'm taking this back for a pick six. Eli Ricks, pick six. That's the name. That's the motto as he barked toward him as he went into the end zone. I love it. And I think that with that play last night, the Eagles saw the instincts. They saw him reading the play before it happened. The fast break on the football. How do you pass up on a talent like that As a UDFA, nonetheless, I also have some numbers that I want to get to with Eli Ricks here because I saw this tweet right before I put on the headset, special in his preseason debut last night, 12 coverage snaps, four targets, one catch allowed for seven yards, the pass breakup, the interception on the pick six, passer rating allowed of 0.0, he was pro football focus's highest graded Eagles defender in coverage last night, and he does have some pedigree, second-highest-rated cornerback recruit in his class coming out of high school when he went to LSU and then Alabama. Feel free to interact with me on Twitter and Instagram. Last night during the watch party, I was tweeting out some of the monster plays, and then this morning I woke up a little bit hungover, I'm not going to lie, because we were taking down some beers, getting the party popping last night, and I was able to tweet out some more thoughts as well as some game tape and stuff like that. So give me a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Chase underscore Senior. To Sidney Brown now. I like Sidney Brown as a player. I love the pick. Taking him out of Illinois, he's physical, has no fear. He's an aggressive tackler with impressive closing speed. He had a team high nine tackles last night, and we saw why. Now, at Illinois last year, he did have a missed tackle rate of 16.5%. That's not great, but I like the aggressiveness. And sometimes... That's something that you can't teach. It has to be instilled in a player. Sidney Brown has that instilled in him where he's a really aggressive player who plays fast and he flies to the football. He ran a 4-4 40-yard dash in the pre-draft process. Last night, we saw that closing speed as we take a look at another play. You see him here. He's lined up as the deep safety, and this is going to be a running play for Baltimore here in which they run it. And the design of the play is to run it up the middle, as we could see with this next photo here from some of the game film. And you see how Sidney Brown started off back, and now he comes up to try to make a play, but then the running back bounces this play to the outside. What does Sidney Brown do? He also follows the running back to the outside. But this is the type of closing speed that I'm talking about where if you look at this photo right now, the running back clearly has the edge, He's going to be able to get that first down marker very easily, right? That was Cindy Brown bearing down on him. He almost made this tackle behind the line to gain. And he was clearly beat just because of how the play Dictated where Sidney Brown was. Running back bounces it out. Sidney Brown is able to go stride for stride and nearly take him down before that first down marker. I'm really excited about his development at that safety spot. Reed Blankenship was a UDFA last year. He made this 53-man roster. He's played so well throughout training camp where Nick Sirianni sat him last night. So he is going to be one of the starting safeties. Who's going to be the other? Could Sidney Brown upset Terrell Edmonds, Kevon Wallace, or Justin Evans? Maybe we'll continue to monitor that. Either way, some good early signs here for Sydney Brown. Chip, we could go through this really quickly here. You don't have to go to the other graphics. Quick takeaways here against the Ravens. Is Tanner McKee better than Marcus Mariota? Push the ball downfield through a touch, accuracy, anticipation. I like his aggressiveness in trying to push the ball downfield, making a couple of big-boy throws. That's something that Marcus Moriota doesn't do a lot of. He's also not that accurate and didn't have the touch that Tanner McKee had last night. I'm not saying that right now McKee is going to be quarterback number two, but down the road, could that be the case? Maybe. DeAndre Swift had one really nice run on on that third down early in the game, first possession, where he took the carry. He went up the middle, made a defender shake out of his shoes, bounced it to the outside, finished the run by lowering the shoulder. The physicality, the juke, and him being able to evade that defender, very impressive. That's the type of talent that he has and that's why he was able to lead all running backs in yards per touch last year. Nolan Smith, limited action last night, did have a pressure on the left tackle. Nice little power move to get a pressure on the quarterback. The battle for wide receiver six is certainly interesting. Joseph Nagata had caught that touchdown that was negated, but him and Tanner McKee do have a nice little kinship. And then Tyree Cleveland, I thought, played really well last night as one of those big-bodied wide receivers who can go up and get it. And Nick Sirianni going for two. A lot of people were ripping Sirianni in the comment section for being aggressive in that spot. It's a preseason game. Do you want to tie a preseason game? No, go for the win and see what your team can do in that type of situation for players who don't often have that opportunity. See who can rise up in the pressure cooker. I like the call. If you're excited for some more Eagles football, Thursday watch party against the Cleveland Browns, and you're just pumped up the football is back, Go Birds! Give that to me down in the comment section. Thanks for watching the show, and make sure you subscribe.